Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local. And not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You, know, you insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Well, don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you here in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening with you. With you for the full four. We're asking you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much, but you want to listen in. Best way to catch us on the go is through the Odyssey app. Put that on one of your devices today. Take the Alexa speakers. Take your smartphone. Take your tablet. Take your walkie-talkies, take your Game Boy, take your Nintendo 64, whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316 on Twitter. He is at underscore Dylon Napper. Dylon yeah, now Bo said you could only do three. So he had the he had the mandate. So there you go. A uh, lot to get into here this evening. Um, we'll talk some Braves baseball with Grant McCulley coming up here a little bit later on, 940. So we'll have him live down in Florida as uh, he is with the Atlanta Braves down there. First full workout today. For the Braves, first full workout. So, um, you know, certainly changes to the roster. Obviously, no more Dansby Swanson. And uh, we got a lot to get in with Grant uh, as we're just kicking off. I think, what are we? Um, we like a week, 10 days away from Grapefruit League action from the first uh, from the first spring training action for the Braves. So, not very far away. Not very far away before they start getting into some competition and then uh, – you know, we'll get ready for the uh, regular season. Um, Hawks last night. We'll talk more about this coming up at 720. But I thought Monday was probably the low point of the season. But then I was wrong. It was last night. So let's see. Monday night after losing to Charlotte, who's dreadful, and stubbing your toe on the road, you know, that long extended road trip to Charlotte, North Carolina. That long, tiring road trip to get all the way up to Charlotte. Then you come home to play the team directly in front of you. So let me see. If you're trying to move up in the standings, in the NBA playoff standings, and the team right above you. I think that if you beat them, you pick up a game on them and you get closer and closer, right? Okay, so that's how that works, right? 
So you had the you had the Knicks. You're at home. You won your last couple of home games coming off that five game road trip. You beat the Phoenix Suns. You beat the San Antonio Spurs. All right, stubbed your toe. Trey and Nate McMillan said we're going to play better defense and this and that and everything. And as we say in the wrestling business, then the bell rang. And then the bell rang. And the Hawks came out and laid an egg against the Knicks. 122-101. It never felt like it was all that close. I don't know if the Hawks ever led in the game. I think the Knicks led wire to wire. They controlled the whole game. Julius Randle was out there playing like a linebacker. Knocking guys around. Shocking, John Collins got hurt again. He had to he had to leave the game early. I think he played 22 minutes in the game. Yeah, 22 uh, minutes for John Collins. He got knocked out of the game after he just missed the game the other night. So luckily they're in the all-star break, so they got nine days before they come back. Um, the big three of Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett. Those three guys had 70 points. Our big three of John Collins, Trey Young, and DeJounte Murray, they had 33 points. So if their big three more than doubles your output of our big three, is that good? We don't coach well. We don't play well. We don't have chemistry. And we'll get into it. And we'll take your phone calls. We'll open up the phone lines for the misery, right? Remember... Remember in the old days, um, that late 70s, early 80s, they had that misery index, right? They had a misery index. I think I think the misery index was inflation plus unemployment. I think that's what it was. It was called the misery index. The Hawks record of 29 and 30 and only 15 and 12 at home, that's the new misery index. Also the injury report to... See who's in, who's out on a night-to-night basis. That's also the uh, uh, that's also the misery index right now. So the Hawks will regroup. Um, you know we're saying all the right things. You know we got to come out and play well, Trey Young. We got to play well in the second half. Okay. Well, I got news for you. There's only a third of the season left. You, you should have started playing well. I don't know about 15 games ago when it was the midway point. So if you're, if you're trying to play better in the second half of the season, you probably should have started about three weeks ago because you're at a third of the season now. 69 games played. Only 82 games in the regular season. Unless they've expanded the regular season because it certainly feels like the regular season feels like the regular season is going to be like 151 games right now. So, you know, it's... Like I said, I thought Monday was the low point. I think last night was the low point. With what you had on the line, looking to go into the all-star break, having taken three out of the four, coming off that five-game road trip with the Western Conference teams, you could take three of four. You could beat the team directly in front of you. By the way, too, uh, the Knicks, by winning over the Hawks and the Miami Heat losing, who it looks like Brooklyn won't take as far a step back as maybe some of us thought, you know, having lost two generational players. Mikhail Bridges was went off last night. What, career high, 45 last night? 
He was insane last night. They won. They beat Miami. So now the Knicks are in the sixth seed. Now the Knicks and the Heat flipped. Knicks in the six, Heat in the seven. Oh, yeah. Early part of March, two games with Miami. You know, that that two games in three days in Miami. And then you follow that up with two games against the Wizards at Washington, who they're directly behind. And now the Wizards are a game out. They're a game away from the Hawks. Toronto and Washington are a game out. Different winning percentages because of the the you know the varying games, but they're a game out. And now the Hawks are three and a half out, you know, from the Knicks. Um, are they three and a half or two and a half from from Miami? Hold please. Um, they are they are three games from uh, Miami, three and a half from the Knicks. So other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, things are going well. Thing, things are performing really well. I, you know, again, we'll get into this in the next segment, but there's plenty of blame to go around. Plenty of blame to go around. This is not just one person. This is not you can focus all of your energy and attention on one person. There is, when you're 29 and 30, 15 and 12 at home, 14 and 18 on the road, you only split against four teams coming off that five-game West Coast road trip. You only split against the four teams that you played, who were the Suns, who are average at best, the Spurs are awful, Charlotte's awful, and the Knicks are directly in front of you. They're as mediocre as unflavored grits. So it's a rough night last night for the Atlanta Hawks and the way that they played, they were, they certainly decided to take their all-star break early. You know what? If the Hawks are going to play like that next Friday, they play the Cavaliers at state farm arena. Okay. If that's how they're going to play, then next Friday at state farm, the Hawks shouldn't show up. They should just not get on the bus, not drive down to the arena all the coaches and players, like the Cavs will be in the building warming up, going through layup drills and all that, and they'll be looking over and there'll be no team on the other side of the court. There won't be a team there. All the fans will be in the stands. They're selling, they're selling alcohol. They're selling hot dogs. They're selling burgers, all this stuff. They, they, should, they should just have a media game. The, the Cavs take on the local Atlanta media. Versus they just show up at home. No lie, I might drop a solid 25 if I'm in that game. Okay. Well, again, if you if you would show up to the game, I mean, I, I we wouldn't be able to know. I mean, so, you know, I mean, it, it would be hit or miss as far as if you show up to the game. Oh, I'd be there. Um, that that one you would be there for? I sure would. I, I wouldn't have to get Max von Seed out to, <laughs> you know, handle it for you at all and everything? Nope. I would take that matter into my own hands. And and to be to, to be truthful, the fact that the game is on a Friday and not a Monday because if it was Monday you wouldn't show up. Like if it was Monday you wouldn't be there. Nah, if it was on Monday I'd just skip it. Exactly. So anyway, uh, all kinds of craziness uh, out there. So, but um, we'll talk about the Hawks coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woo, 
He's uh, back playing at the, um, what is this, the Genesee Open? So now they got Genesee Beer that's sponsoring the tournament. No, it's the, it's the Genesis Invitational out at Riviera. Uh, Tiger today, one over. He's at 14 with Rory and Justin Thomas, so pretty good threesome right there. But he's uh, right now, as it is, he is tied for 79th at one over. So we'll see what he does. Uh, he played in the, um, uh, what was it, the uh, Pro-Am on uh, Wednesday. He played 16 holes. He walked the last two. Um, but he is back and playing, and we'll see how he is. I mean, again, I, I just seeing Tiger out there walking around and making some swings, I don't have any, I don't have any sort of, I don't know, what, anticipation of him doing anything this weekend. It's just good to kind of see him get back in the fold and, get back in the mix and be back to playing. So, uh, and Brand Gauden is the new play-by-play voice, uh, the TV play-by-play voice for the Atlanta Braves. So obviously he replaces Chip Carey. If you don't know who Brandon Gauden is, he replaced Wes Durham when Wes left Georgia Tech. He was the voice of Georgia Tech for, what, two years? I think he was the voice of Georgia Tech. Then he's gone on to bigger and better things. I think he does stuff for CBS he did the Madden games uh, for a while. He's done. He's a whole still lot doing of Madden. Okay. Well, yeah. again, I wouldn't know. So I'm um, I'm 51 years old. You don't, don't play Madden, John? I I don't play anything. I mean, I, I don't I don't I, I I would make a I would make a snide comp comment, but you know it's only 7:13 on the airwaves and people are listening in public. So I would I would <laughs> I was hoping I would get you to say something. Yeah. No. No. I'm not gonna do all that. 9 30 10 o'clock I'll, I I would have probably made the comment but anyway 7 13 we're not gonna do we'll, all that we'll try again later yeah yeah I may just make it anyway I may just just pull it out and make it anyway all right when we get back I've had all I I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more 404-741-0929 that's both our Sodom and Brothers Diamond text line and it's the phone line if you want to chime in about this Hawks team and where it's headed and where we're going and everything else. Dylan will take your phone calls back there. Chuck Reed in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Key Studios on this Thursday evening. 404-741-0929. That's both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line and our phone line. If you want to react to what this Hawks debacle has been. Odyssey app site catches on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We will uh, talk to our buddy Eric Edholm. We'll talk some NFL draft with him coming up at uh, 820. So, you know, look, I said last night um, and today here just a few minutes ago that that I really do think that this is the low point of the season. And at the end of the day, and, and I don't blame I don't blame Tony Ressler for not wanting to get into the luxury tax with this Fakakta roster. But at the end of the day, this is going to come down to what Tony Ressler looks at the direction of the franchise. Because here's the thing. 
It's everybody's fault. It's Nate's fault. It's Trey's fault. John Collins' fault. DeAndre Hunter's fault. It's the coaching staff. It's the trainers. It's the ball boy. It's the guy who sweeps the floor. It's the hot dog vendor in section 226. It's everybody. Everybody is dysfunctional about this organization. This roster, this franchise, this team, they have not built a single solitary thing after that after that run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Not a thing. They are they're worse now and getting worse every year. Yeah, you know, they'll be in the play-in tournament. And then they'll line up, you know, if they get through if they get through the play-in tournament, then they get to line up against Boston or Milwaukee. What do you think's going to happen when they line up against those teams and have to win a series? What do you think's going to happen when they have to win a series against Boston or Milwaukee? More than just a one and done. You get creamed. And I heard Freaky this morning talking about ah, fire Nate and all this now and all this. For what? You're not going to go out and get a, a, a free agent head coach? John Freaky? Yeah. You'll be promoting a guy off your bench. And then you'll be looking for your fourth coach in six years. What franchise does that? What, what, what mediocre to fairly good franchise even does that? Look for four coaches in six years. You're not going out and sign. Again, short of I can dig up the grave of Chuck Daly or I can find a way to get Pat Riley to come up here and help coach this team, This there's nothing changing about this squad. The roster is what it is. You've dug yourself a hole. But this is all about Tony Ressler and what he sees from this franchise. He may see it as... Well, we're going to – because this the decision isn't going to come from the players. It's not going to come from Landry Fields. It's not going to come from Kyle Korver. This is all about what Tony Ressler sees. He told you – he told you all that he would go in the luxury tax if it makes sense. It doesn't make sense for a team that's 29 and 30, sitting in the eighth seed – 15 and 12 at home, can't beat the Charlotte Hornets one time out of four. They have 20% of their wins against the Atlanta Hawks. They have a fifth of their wins against one franchise. Why would Tony Ressler start getting in the luxury tax and paying dollar for dollar on that money? Why? He could just put money on a table and burn it. That'd be better. And then he's going to go in the luxury tax next year because of the accumulation of the contracts. We keep talking about this. DeAndre Hunter, 9.9, 21 million. John Collins gets more next year. Trey Young gets more next year. Clint Capella gets more next year. And then if you go out and sign somebody or look for a player or whatever, you're adding more payroll. That was one of the things that the Hawks did at the deadline was get a little bit more breathing room from them and the lug- from their salary and the luxury tax. That was Holiday and Kaminsky and those guys. They dumped salary. 
I don't blame them. So everybody's at fault for this, but this roster isn't going to be constructed around what Landry Fields or Kyle Korver or players on this team want. This thing will be about what Tony Ressler wants to do with the franchise. If he thinks it's all hunky-dory and we just need a new coach, that's the direction it'll go. If he thinks that um, uh, if he thinks that the whole thing needs to be blown up, that won't be Landry Fields or Kyle Korver's call. He'll blow it up. He may put Jamie Gertz at head coach. I don't know. And listen, I said last night, I'd like to hear from the owner. I'd like to hear from Tony Wrestler what he thinks about this mess. Because this isn't what we signed up for. You know, I teased it with, you know, I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more. This is what we signed up for. How do you add a how do you add an all-star player like DeJounte Murray and you're just in the same muck and mire that you were last year? Literally. Like you're in the same boat that you were in last year. Maybe even just a few games healthier. So I again, it's it's hard to watch these guys. I mean, these last couple of nights have been hard to watch. So 404 741 0929. That's our phone line and our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Let's go out to Barry. What's going on, Barry? Hey, Shuckery. Uh, um, this team, uh, as, as you and Hugh and a lot of other people on the radio have had uh, thoughts and, uh, and hopes that they could win games, but, you know, the Charlotte debacle having, uh, you know, lost three games to a team that's in last place with 15 wins is pathetic. And last night's debacle of getting down 16 in the first quarter, I, I, I really hope that this team does not make the playoffs because, as you just said, if they get through the win, then they're going to have to play the Bucks or the Celtics, and that's going to be like, like 0-4. You know, don't make the playoffs. Get a new coach. Clean house. Something needs to be done. I mean, I don't even want to watch them anymore. Yeah, what's the what's the point of getting through the play-in tournament just to go have your hat handed to you by Boston or Milwaukee? Because that's what the final result's going to be. You you think the Hawks are going in and beating Boston or, or Milwaukee in a seven-game series? You're out of your mind. They got no shot. The way that this team plays the way they play on defense, the way that they play. Again, the Bobachism. They got a P for a Valentine. So, again, playing in the play-in tournament, great. We'll get postseason basketball, the Fakakta play-in tournament and all that. Then if you decide to win that, and they may not even go through that, then you go get Boston or Milwaukee. That's great. That, that's a bigger mismatch this year than even Miami last year, Boston or Milwaukee. What, what's Milwaukee won? 11 in a row? And Giannis is averaging like 40 a night? Oh, they got Chris Middleton back, and now all of a sudden they look like the NBA champs again? Oh, and they've won 11 in a row. And the Celtics are the deepest team in the NBA. And they got all kinds of first-team caliber all-NBA players. 
Yeah, how's that going to go for the Hawks to line up against those teams? That's like the Globetrotters against the Generals at that point. Let's go out to Coach Fleetwood. What's going on, Coach? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, buddy. Go ahead, man. Okay, yeah. Uh, my comment is, you know, I've been watching the Hawks play for the last 10 years, you know. Um, I think one of the biggest problems that we have is leadership. Uh, we have no one in the locker room that can demand respect or demand that type of uh, uh, leadership from those guys. They have to be held accountable. You know, if you can come to the sideline and, 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 and sit down and be okay with your mistakes and you show no emotion, basketball is played with high emotion. I don't see that from our team. You yeah. know, I mean, and they need- they 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 play down to their competition. You know, they they at times over the last couple of years have played up to their competition. You know, I go back to MLK Day uh, when the Hawks beat Phoenix, who was the best team in the Western Conference. And and again, our starting five can hang with anybody in the league on a lot of nights. Some nights they can't. Sometimes their bench fails them. Sometimes their coaching fails them. But they play up and down to some of the level of their competition. And the funny thing is, you know, they're one and three against Charlotte. The other worst team in the East is Detroit. They're three and zero against the Pistons. They're three and zero against the Pistons, including winning two games in a row up there where they had the two games and three nights thing that the NBA has got this Fakakta system that, you know, they're they're running now of the travel and all this kind of stuff because that's how we get Miami and Washington in a couple weeks here. All right, let's go to uh, Winston out in Atlanta. What's going on, Winston? What's going on, man? Thank you for taking my phone call. Sure, man. I I mean, I I just want to say this about the Hawks, man. And um, I played basketball at NC State. Uh, Coach Hurd Sindek, he said consistency is greater than occasional greatness. And I believe this team has gotten into the rut of inconsistent play and the fact that they don't have a dominant player on both ends of the court. Meaning when it's time to go get a bucket or it's time to go get a stop or it's time to put your foot down, they don't have that player. They have feel-good players. When they feel good, they play well. When they're not feeling good, then it's a tough ride. It don't matter who you play. The reason why they have lost to Charlotte this many times is strictly because of the tough guard play that Charlotte has. You look at Ball, you look at the other two guards, Dennis Smith, and the other guard that killed them for the Celtics. He just kills them every single time. And it's because nobody fears anybody on that Atlanta Hawks team around the NBA. Nobody fears Trey Young anymore. They understand that, hey, he's going to run around, shoot. But on the other end, it's like a baby in the baby sack. Nobody fears anybody on this team. So when you come into it on a given night and you have nobody on the opposing team that draws fear into you, then every team is going to be licking their chops when they play the Atlanta Hawks. Sure. I, and, and, you know, the, the only thing that's consistent about the Hawks is their inconsistency. That, that's the only thing that is consistent 
is they're inconsistent. Consistently inconsistent is what the Atlanta Hawks are. All right, hang on the line. We got some uh, other callers uh, out there. We'll continue this conversation here in just a, a few minutes. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, Nights on the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out Thursday night, Kia Studios. Thank you till 11 o'clock. 404-741-0929. That is both our phone line and our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMSH316 on my personal Twitter page. At underscore Dylan Matthews on his personal Twitter page. We will talk to our, um, we will talk to our buddy uh, Eric Edholm coming up at 820. We'll talk some NFL draft with him as uh, we start to head toward uh, the combine coming up here real quick. Senior Bowl and East-West Shrine game, all that passed us. Now we get ready for the combine, and then, of course, we'll get into, you know, individual workouts on campuses and pro days and all that good kind of stuff. So um, we'll get to all of that here. We'll talk some NFL draft with Eric uh, at 820. All right. Uh, You know, we've been talking about the Hawks here and just what a mess this whole thing is. And, you know, I said, you know, this is going to come down to what Tony Ressler thinks about. It's not going to be Landry Fields' call. It's not going to be – Nick Ressler's call. It's not going to be the player's call. It's not going to be Kyle Korver's call. This is going to be about Tony Ressler, what what he thinks of this franchise. If he thinks it's in good shape, and, you know, because, again, Nate McMillan tried to quit a few weeks ago, okay? I mean, they did. I mean, he tried to quit a few weeks ago, and they wouldn't let him. You know, it's a situation of not accepting the coach's resignation. So he's going to be here through the year. He won't be here next year. So, you know, it's – whether you want Nate here or not, he won't be here next year. He won't. You know how that that whole Frank DeBoer thing with Atlanta United, they had enough of him and he had enough of them? That's Nate McMillan. The Hawks have had enough of Nate McMillan, and Nate McMillan's had enough of the Atlanta Hawks. And they'll pay him to go away and this, that, and the other. 404-741-0929 is our phone line. Let's go out to uh, Keon out in Marietta. What's going on, Keon? Yeah, I just want everybody to cool off with the uh, the Hawks talk. It's like the guy called in a few weeks, a few calls ago, saying he hopes that the Hawks don't make the playoffs. I, I disagree with that thinking, man. I think the best thing we can do now is, is we have no draft picks. There's no reason to not make the playoffs, so might as well finish the season out. And and maybe we we play the Bucks. And remember, 15 years ago we played against the Celtics with Garnett and Pierce. And we scared the bejesus side of them. Maybe we do that, and we go down swinging, and next year everybody can come back with some pride or something. But we might as well just finish the season out, man. That's all I have to say. I appreciate it. Again, they this team, this team ain't beating Boston or the Bucks. They're not. This team isn't. I, I, this team is too dysfunctional to rattle those kinds of things off. They just are. And and again, yeah, they played the uh they played the Celtics well with Garnett and all those guys. That was Zaza Pachulia and those guys, right? 
But they still didn't win. So just what, we we want to see an exciting series that we can just lose? Or I, I don't understand. Anyway, uh, Mitch out in Lawrenceville. What's going on, Mitch? Hey, man, I'm just trying to find out. You know, we, we've invested all this money and stuff, and all these players, a lot of talent. Have we ever replaced Solomon Hill? And I know that sounds funny, but you know, I feel like we've lost that enforcer. You know, guys, they score easy us on the inside. We don't have anybody protects the paint. I mean, Clint does a pretty good job. And DeAndre does some defense, and DeJounte Murray does. But just, I feel like we lost that when we lost Sol- a Solomon Hill type well, player. Okay. I, so funny, I, I always ask this question when people, because that's the name that everybody brings up. Okay. What do you think the Hawks' record would be if they had Solomon Hill? I, I think it would be better because I don't think you'd get those. So what? They're, they're, the they're, 29, they're 29 and 30 right now. Put a number on it. Put a, put a number on his wins above replacement. They're 29 and 30 right now. How many wins would they have right now through 59 games? I think they'd be somewhere closer to 40. Oh, come on. I, I really do. I mean, I, I think he, he, he'd, he'd have to, he'd have to be the MVP minutes. of the league. He'd have to be the MVP of the league to be 11 wins better with Solomon Hill. Again, I, I, I hear this name all the time. They're not 11 games better with Solomon Hill. The only three or four players, Luka, Giannis, those guys would be maybe worth 10 or 11 wins. Solomon Hill's not worth 11 wins. What would they be? A game or two better? 11 wins? 40 wins? Because we don't have Solomon Hill? Where's Dylan? Where's Solomon Hill now? Who's he playing for now? Pretty sure he's not in the league, but I'll look that up to make sure. So how many wins is he worth if he's not in the league? If he was so valuable, why 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 aren't the Bucks or the Celtics putting him on their roster if he's that valuable? I mean, guys, we you know appreciate it, but geez, eleven wins. Yeah, he's not in the league right now. Okay, so how valuable is he? How valuable is he in the league? If a guy's that valuable in the league, of all the vagabonds in the league, Jiminy Christmas, of all of the just scafozos in the entirety of the NBA, he's not even on a roster. And he's worth 11 wins? Ron in Atlanta. Hey, hey, listen, man, I'm going straight to the problem. You, you, you got your power forward and your small forward, and then your power forward supposed to be either Batman or Robin on any given night. He giving you mediocre games behind your superstar every night. You know, you, he go on the run where he scored 26 points, nine rebounds, uh, uh, three blocks. Then he followed up with six points, foul out, three rebounds, seven and points. And he's hurt. Five, he, four, he's, hurt. I mean, he's, he's hurt like every five nights he's hurt. He, 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 oh, Batman, 
went right out with Robin. Either you were Batman or Robin, John Collins, and you ain't giving a... This, this, this guard is averaging 27 for 30 points a night, and then he's looking for somebody to come and give him a little bit more help. The Andre Robin, he's a, he's a real possession killer. The horse get on the road, he go down there and do some, some Paul Mills type of stuff. He's not having no dominant game. I mean, there's nobody else but Trey Young giving you 30 points a night or, or giving you... DeJounte Murray's averaging averaging 20 a night. Look, John Collins has not played well when he does play. He he still hasn't played well. He has his second lowest, he has his second lowest points per game average in his career. His rookie year he was 10 and a half. He's 13 or 13 and a half right now. He's part of the problem. Uh, Jay Money in Athens. What's going on, Jay Money? Hey, man, listen. When they made the Eastern Conference Finals, they should have brought that team back. You had somebody in the locker room, Hallen Trey. You had leaders. Solomon Hill, you had a backup point guard, and you had a three-point shooting guy that led the league. Why did you mess the team up? When you play pickup ball, you were the same game, team back. So, Russell has nobody to point man said, do you not want to go in the uh, Russell Tech early? If you win that team back, if they get past Milwaukee, they're the NBA champs because they beat Phoenix that well, year. Well, so are one of the guys you're talking about, Kevin Herter? Yes, all those guys. Oh, okay, but, but, Kev, but whoa, 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 whoa. Kevin Herter wanted to get paid. He got a $64 million contract. And at that point, you're not bringing him back because Tony Ressler's not going to go in the luxury tax. Okay, that was two years ago. Hold on. They should have brought Hold that on. team back. They- okay, but again, he wants to get paid. And, and so, I, um, He so got he, paid this year. You have an NBA championship by now if you brought that team back. So Kevin Herter, was the, Kevin Herter is the difference in us winning – an NBA championship and us not winning the NBA championship. And real quick, besides like Solomon Hill. By the way, his deal just kicked in this year because that's when his contract is up. After the Eastern Conference final season, they pretty much did bring everybody yeah, back. They did. Because Herder was cheap and some of those guys were cheap. Frank and Fayetteville. Yeah, man, uh, I can't agree with the last call. I, I think they should have kept the team together. I know Russell don't want to go in. Either you go in the, the luxury tank and get good players that's going to help us win, or you just stay mediocre and, and hope the fans come out and cheer. And Trey Young, uh, he's playing good, but he needs to be more of a leader and be held accountable. And John Collins, they should have traded him when they had a chance. They should have got rid of John Collins. Because ever since that, uh, that uh, Eastern Conference playoff, his play has went down. I know the trade talk probably got him down, but he's a professional. He's supposed to get past that, and he he needs to produce. He asked for the money. He got it with $120 million, Yeah. And he has not produced. He hasn't lived up to that money that he got. Yeah, well 125 Yeah. He's like a mesh guy. He's always injured. And, and look. That's all I got. They appreciate it. Look, they've probably missed their window to really get anything for John Collins because you look at that contract, and he's got – Seventy-five million for a thirteen and seven guy. Uh, Ramil out in Brooks County. What's going on, Ramil? Not much. I think uh, it's 
how the uh, Hawks are constructed right now. They pretty much what they should be with their roster. I think them making it to the finals uh, the, a couple of years ago kind of got everybody's expectations messed up. They're, they're never going to win a championship with their only superstar being a six foot guard. I don't know in the history of the NBA, of the NBA when a team has ever won with their only superstar being a six foot guard. It don't work in the NBA. Yep, I understand. I mean, you know, again. There's not one thing that is wrong with this franchise. It's coaches, it's players, it's everything. There's too much dysfunction within this franchise. Too much. Let's grab uh, Brian and Bruckhead before we go to break. What's going on, Brian? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much leaning towards the coaching aspect of the game. Um, if you look at Nate, how he architect his team, orchestrate his team, um, like last night game, for instance, yeah, the Knicks come out. I think they they might have made one sub in the fourth quarter. We bring our starters back in six minutes to go in the game. You're about to have a whole week, week and a half off work. Like, what are we doing? That's all I got to say. Well, yeah, and look, Nate's got no flow for some of the game. He makes odd substitutions at times. Again, I, I don't think Nate's – all that great of a coach, and he's part of the problem. But, again, I can tell you the one guy who's not going to be here over everybody else, it'll be Nate McMillan that won't be here. He won't be here next year. Nobody, when I talk to guys around the league, nobody around the league thinks that Nate McMillan is going to be here. Again, he tried to quit two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. They wouldn't let him. Again, it's Frank DeBoer. He's had enough of this organization. They've had enough of him. But you're you're not – all you're going to do is promote somebody from your bench, just like Nate was promoted from the bench when they hired Lloyd Pierce. You're not going out and getting an established coach with 23, 24 games left, I should say, 24 games left in the season. That's not happening. It's just going to be a bench guy. And then you'll be on your fourth coach in six years. It's a mess. I mean, honestly, it it really is. And it's just a lot of dysfunction to go around with everybody in all of this. So, all right, we get back to the top of the hour, get to a Falcons flyover. Pro Football Focus has got their biggest draft mistake by team over the last th- five years, and I couldn't disagree with this more. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, not on the game, Odyssey.com app.